Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. everyone, this is Sandy and welcome to Happy House Families Podcast. Hi, and this is Morgan and today for this episode we're going to be talking about study skills. I'm sure most of us, I knew when I was a kid I needed to work on this and as a teacher most of my students do as well. All of them, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so we first just want to give you some tips and strategies to help your kid or your student or whoever may be listening to help them with their study skills. Um, so first, we want to explain why it is important to be teaching the children's study skills and why it's important to study. Why is it important, Morgan? <laughs> I want to know why. Um, well... <laughs> It's important because we need to learn information, and I'm the teacher, so I said so. Exactly. Oh, that's true. Yes. The I said so always works so well. Yes. <laughs> One of the reasons why I like that we're doing this podcast is because we are teaching our students, our clients, your children, um, the importance of self-independence as mm -hmm. well. In order to be organized, they definitely need to be able to self-direct, so I think it's a great Thing that we're talking about this because in a couple hours I'm going to be going to see one of my clients and we're going to work exactly on this. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we have to do is to get organized, which sounds obvious, but we actually do have to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean for you to get organized? One of the things that I like to do with my clients is to get one of those big calendars that you can put on the wall yes. or on their desk. So it's nice and big and I have my kids color code their subjects. They have to write down when their homework is due, when there's going to be a test, or when there's a report. So having it organized visually is great. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I do is I have the children write it out themselves mm -hmm. because when they're writing it out, it you know it, it stays with them longer. Oh, like oh yeah, I have a report due in two weeks. So I think it's important for your child to organize it instead of you doing it for them. I agree. And to piggyback on that, one thing you could do is buy a big whiteboard. And so that it's kind of easy, you can erase it, and then you can kind of create your own calendar on top of the whiteboard. Um, and I know just in my class, kids like writing on whiteboards for some reason. They find it very exciting. So it's also kind of a fun thing for them to do. If you wanted to create a big calendar at home, you can do that not only for school, but you can also do it with family uh, family activities and just a family calendar as well, which we've talked about before in previous podcasts, but that can kind of... Uh, be in addition to. Excellent. Perfect. And I also like, I, I'm just looking at our notes right now. So mm -hmm. Morgan and I, we take notes before we do a podcast. That so I know it's true. So look at us being organized. <laughs> um, so one of the things that we wrote down is to clear distractions. And this is so important. Yes. It's so important with some of the, with some of my clients. One of the things that I start the session with is 
for example, I'm working with this one little boy and it seems like each week I start with, okay, let's clear five to 10 different things off your table. Cause he likes to put all his Lego creations on his table, table mm-hmm. or his art, which is amazing. But we do need to make sure that where your child is doing his or her homework or studying that there's no distraction. So no Legos, no Marvel comics, no art projects. Even put the cell phone on do not disturb. Um, and like their that, iPads their too. iPads, all of the electronics. Uh, either you can put it away, but sometimes you might need them for what you are, what with what you're studying. Um, so you can. There's so many modes you can put it on. Airplane mode, the do not disturb, so no phone calls or text messages will come in because we all know that those are very distracting. I should do that. Yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that today. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay. And the next is find your study strengths. So uh, as a teacher, I there you look at your class and you can see that kids learn in different ways. Um, and some are more visually inclined, some are more uh, auditory inclined. And so with your student, with your child, you should also find what kind of works for them. Maybe they like color coding. Maybe they want to use uh, one of my favorite apps uh, is called Quizlet. Um, and it's a great way to do flashcards online instead of writing them out. But maybe some some kids like to write things out the old school way. So I think it's really important to kind of find what works for you. Are you more artistically inclined? Are you more pen and paper? Are you more, maybe you can speak into something and it's more uh, of an auditory way to study. So just finding what works for you and your, and your child. And I'm gonna piggyback on that. So one of my clients last week, he likes to videotape himself. So mm-hmm. he was a little bit resistant to starting our session. And when I say a little bit, I mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided that he could record himself while we had our session. That's and, a good idea. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it changed everything. And he put more effort in. He was excited. His voice was animated. And he didn't want the session to end because he wanted to record even more. Uh, so that's something else that you can do as well. Some children really like to play back and watch themselves mm-hmm. on on camera. And now with our iPhones, you can do that. So yeah. that might be a suggestion. Another thing that I do with some of my kids, um, like I have a couple of kids who like to record themselves. So on my phone, I'll hit the the audio, the memo. What is it called again? There's the, the voice memo. memo. Yes. That's the it. The, ves- the voice memo. And they will practice their spelling words that way. And then they listen back to it. So they like that as well. So now there's so many, like, we don't even need to download apps. Like, they can even just use the phone. Yeah, they could just use the phone. But the apps, some of them are really great because then you can save and you can do it by oh, subject. So and it's very, it kind of organizes it for you. That's perfect. Um, so on our Facebook page, we'll definitely put some more of those apps down for you guys so that you guys can check that out. That's right. So jump on our Facebook page. Yes, it's Happy House Families. Find us on Facebook. Woo-woo! All right, getting back to some more strategies is another thing that is very important. Um, is sometimes things are way too big. If there's a big project that's yes. due, what's mm-hmm. best is to kind of break it down into smaller, more digestible pieces. Exactly. Um, so to kind of maybe 
to go with the calendar, you can break it up in that sense. Like, okay, you're going to do two pages by Wednesday, and then next week you'll have the next three pages, whatever it may be. Just kind of break it down so the task doesn't seem so daunting. Exactly, yes. And once they see that it's broken down and it's not so daunting, like you say, it's easier to manage. I know for me, I need to see that things are manageable. Otherwise, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's Uh too big. So, yes, so breaking things down is so important. And with some children, you might have to break it down even to like, okay, so today we're going to like do some research for half an hour to an hour. So you might have to even break it down even more so than how many pages are due by when. I have some kids who need that type of instruction. Um, So break it down as far as you need to so that it is manageable for your child. Yes. Um, also with, when teaching kind of test skills, always make sure that you go over with your, uh, kid that they should read the directions carefully, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of practice that with the homework at home. Just really make sure that you're reading everything slowly and carefully to really understand what is being said. Um, And another way to kind of have fun with studying is to do studying games. So, like, you can do a memory match the definition with the word and kind of make a game out of that. Uh, There's a lot that you can do. I always like to do flashcards with some kids. I do, like, for for math facts, um, we do flashcard games uh, with the addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, and kind of keep points and scores, and any points that you add on to anything, kids kind of buy into that more. Exactly, because then it's fun. That's true. One of the things I do with some, I'm working with a little girl right now, so she loves stickers. So every time she gets an answer right, she gets to earn a sticker, Mm -hmm. and she loves seeing a blank piece of paper all of a sudden filled with so much, uh, so many stickers. Yeah, so... There's so much that you can do uh, to kind of kids buy into it and have more fun. Um, And yeah, and one thing that's also very important is if there is a big test coming up and the day of and what's leading up to it is to kind of make reinforce a positive attitude because if a kid's saying this is too much, this is too hard, then it's going to be a little bit of self-fulfilling prophecy and they're going to bring themselves down. So we just also want to reinforce that can-do attitude. Exactly. That's so important. And then you can also say to your child, okay, if it does feel really big, what do we need to do so it doesn't feel so big anymore? Yeah. So you can even address like, yes, it might feel that way, but we we don't have to stay in that thought process. We can change it. Mm -hmm. So what needs to happen so it doesn't feel so big? Um, And of course, we want to also reiterate that it's important to make sure your child has enough sleep. Yes. Sleep is so important as for you as well. Uh-huh. And eating, a, <laughs> uh, you know, if there's a big test that day, having a healthy breakfast, not something that's just loaded up with sugar or just skipping breakfast altogether and then they're sitting in class hungry. I used to do that when I was a kid. Um, so it's good. It's We need to make sure that sleep and food are taken care of in a healthy way. And hydrated. Make sure you have enough water to drink as well. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And please uh, find us on Facebook under Happy House Families or our website. And we also wanted to do a quick little shout out to Matias. Thank you, Matias. Matias subscribed and has made a monthly donation. So we so appreciate your support, Matias. Yay! Yay! All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community.
If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people. 